Well, Brian Green in Florida, welcome to the Convene podcast. I'm excited that we're coast to coast today, Florida to California. Well, thank you for having me, Greg. It's always good to see you and hear your voice. And you do have the coolest background there with your new office, so uh, that's very appropriate. Thank you. Thank you. We're really excited about the new office, and uh, hopefully we'll get some video out to you at some point. That'll be good. So, Brian, uh, just diving right in, the thing is, as I talk to business leaders around the world, everybody wants to lend a helping hand, but everybody gets kind of blocked when they think, well, I can't help my friend with this and such need because they're an individual. I can only help an organization, so I, I guess I can't help that person right? But Helping Hands Ministries is a way to unlock that problem. You've spent a career in nonprofit. You have a degree from Nova Southeastern University. Uh, obviously, I've said you're in Florida. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, Helping Hands was formed 27 years ago. It feels like it was yesterday. Uh, but tell us about how it came about. Well, quite simply, um, Helping Hands was a, uh, came about out of a need when the National Christian Foundation was formed by Terry Parker, Ron Blue, and Larry Burkett. Um, givers always had a heart for helping individuals. When you, when you look back from, at the Bible, you, you'll see there, the church was there. And unfortunately, the church no longer provides the type of benevolence that it used to provide. And Terry Parker was being asked over and over by new clients, givers of the National Christian Foundation, hey, we'd really like to help this single mom or this, this young lady going through cancer right now or a widow. And um, Terry, being the uh, creator that he is, the creative guy, looked at the codes and said, hey, you can gift individuals. It's very specific. There's a lot of due diligence involved. But the reality is that it's a very viable option. It just takes rolling up your sleeves and, and doing a little work. But you can qualify individuals as financially needy and provide tax deductible dollars to them. Wow. So uh, one of your taglines is a greater way to give. Why don't you tell our listeners how does it actually work? Because I'm sure some people out there are like, wait, 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 wait. You can't do that. Um, my My neighbor is... I got a big hospital bill. My friend can't send their kid to college. My other friend has cancer and they don't have a medical plan. Talk about how it actually works. It actually is a greater way to give. Um, how it actually works is someone like you, Greg, a great example would be your next door neighbor. Brian, we've been neighbors with this great family for the last 30 years. I don't know where their walk is, but I know where my walk is and I want to show a hand of Christ. They, she can't really afford the chemotherapy or the treatments that she's receiving right now. So there's a financial need. I'd say, Greg, tell you what, can you get us her contact information? You would provide us an email, a, a phone number. We would actually pick up the phone, one of my project coordinators up in Georgia, and they would reach out and say, hey, Miss Jane Doe, we've become aware of the situation that you're going through right now. We would love to come alongside and see how we can financially assist you. Would you provide us with X, Y, and Z, some documentation that we need in order to meet IRS requirements? Upon receiving that documentation information, 
the team would do an analysis. And generally speaking, they, they are approved because whether you have really incredible great insurance or not, if you get hit with a significant major medical illness, it, you really are right teetering on the board of, of financial ruin or bankruptcy, unfortunately. Um, I actually saw someone sent me an email the other day and it said, the government should forgive people who've had cancer bills they couldn't cover, not educational costs, because cancer is not a choice. Oh, uh, wow, that's profound. Very profound. And they said, Brian, thank God you're here. Um, I would say 75 to 80% of the dollars that are distributed from Helping Hands Ministries go directly to pay medical bills, offset medical expenses, healthcare providers, or pharm pharmacy bills. Got it. Okay, so does it have to be cash or could it be appreciated stock? Or well, that's, where, that's where the Helping Hands family of organization comes into play with a greater way to give. Um, I always share, because of uh, the, the founding fathers of Helping Hands, basically Helping Hands has been very responsive to needs of the National Christian Foundation and its givers. Uh, National Christian Foundation being as large and successful as they are, um, are very focused on doing what it is that they do, and they do that very well, taking in business interest and, and other things. However, when some of those opportunities fall outside of their wheelhouse or their sweet spot, as I would say, or they're prohibited because of their donor advised sponsorship, Helping Hands has kind of jumped in that space and either created a standalone 501c3 organization purpose for the activities that the giver desires to have that are charitable and we'd like to do have it confined um, or, or creating a, a separate organization again to take in a non-cash gift uh, or business interest that again is just outside their wheelhouse or for one reason or another it's they're just not lining up so again we just want to complement and assist them in serving their givers got it got it okay so Somebody has a friend in need. Uh, what's the line? A friend in need is a friend indeed, or something like that. Um, but somebody has a friend in need. They can do cash or stock or or assets or whatever the case may be. It's um, a family of organizations is one of the things you said to me one day. Talk about what that means. What is the family uh, company structure? Well, the structure is we started with Provision Bridge. Provision Bridge Foundation is a donor advised fund sponsor. It is a, I call it a secular philanthropic foundation because we have Christian Foundation with the National Christian Foundation. Um, Provision Bridge is actually the DBA for the foundation. The, the, the founding name or legal name is NEMA Foundation. So if everyone writes down NEMA and holds it up to a mirror, they'll see that it's spelled amen backwards. Um, <laughs> wow. There's a like, that, that's like the secret menu. Yeah. For, yeah. It was one of those situations where I said, I'm not really creative. I know we're not going to call it a Christian foundation, but make no mistake. It's a Christian foundation uh, run by Christians. Um, we just did not include the religious affiliation in our 1023 filing. So it all starts with the donor advised fund sponsor. It's very, very important because end use organizations like Helping Hands Ministries, which gives individuals, like Helping Hands Charitable, which gives individuals in the philanthropic secular environment, 
like Helping Hand Support Inc. that takes in non-cash assets, like Charity Asset Trust that takes in uh, closely held or S-Corp stock through our Delaware Trust. Um, it's a family of organizations that basically grew, again, from desires, wants, and needs from not only the National Christian Foundation, but community foundations throughout the country. Um, one of my favorite, Greg, is actually the 1OC Foundation out in Orange County. They're a really super philanthropic, um, people-focused uh, foundation. We've had the privilege of working with them a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. There is a corporate assistance program, which the people listening uh, who own businesses, I'm sure would love to hear about. Can you share? I'd love to share it. Um, you know, we talk about our God being a creator and, and always creating, and he doesn't add, he's not into addition, he's into multiplication. Sitting out in Orange County back in 2001, 2002 with a good friend over at the, uh, ooh, I can't think of the foundation's name over there in, in Irvine. Um, but we were sitting and talking and just really amazed by the growth of Helping Hands in three years, we grew from $400,000 to a little over 4 million with no marketing, no solicitations, no advertising, just word of mouth. God just grew up in such a communal and viral way like today. And uh, he said, there has to be a way to help companies because I'm coming out of pocket all the time for my employees. And I guess I'll give them a plug. It was the Steadfast Companies out in Irvine. Um, thank you, being our first. Um, but as importantly, we were able to grow out the corporate assistance program, which is a United Way program. Basically, you create a donor advised fund with Provision Bridge. We have employee payroll deductions as well as the employer either matching the deductions or starting it with a five to one matching uh, program. We have bylaws and amendments where basically we meet with the company. We ask them to assign one, two people to be the liaison to Helping Hands. We, again, we show up with bylaws and amendments. What would you like to help? What are the circumstances? Medical, car repairs, dental, fire. We try to make it as broad as, as the company likes, yet consistent with what the heart of the company is. In many cases, the, the business owner will say, hey, I don't want my employees contributing to that. I just want to fund it. I say, well, that's a little bit different. We need to add some 1099, some matching gifts. All these dollars can't be used for the direct benefit of just your W-2 employees. Because that would be seen as a benefit that should be taxable to both you and the employees. So we have over 200 companies, more than half a million employees dumping into donor advised funds, making contributions from payroll. And after they've received the documents, an application would come in, the liaison at the company would review it. Okay, John Doe's been here for six months, click. Uh, John Doe has a medical need, click. And John Doe needs less than $4,000, which is our annual limit for any employee. Upon meeting that criteria, they would send the application to Helping Hands. Helping Hands would again perform its due diligence, acquiring tax returns, income expense reports that we provide. And then we would do a financial analysis with our team. Um, it would go through an approval process. 
And once approved, we would pick up the phone, call Jane Doe and let them know we have the $4,000 available. Who can we make those checks payable to? In other words, what we also do is we do not hand individuals cash or money or send them checks. What we do is we pay the provider of services and or goods directly so that you have the uh, accountability in place and the security knowing that your dollars were used for the specific purpose for which they were granted. Wow, that, that is really exciting because this happens all the time where somebody has a need. And if I can kind of talk to it from the other side for a minute, right? Sometimes you have an employee who um, um, is, is basically living paycheck to paycheck and they live in a hot country, let's a hot state, let's say like Arizona, it's 110 degrees and their air conditioning breaks down and they don't have any money to pay for a new air conditioner. Uh, is that something that Helping Hands could help with? That is something that Helping yeah. Hands could help. Right, because what happens then is the employer has something that is obviously beneficial and loving and kind towards an employee who is probably more likely to stick around because they've been cared for the way Jesus would care for somebody. Amen, amen, another amen to that, Greg. Greg, again, what we're finding with the new, the, the young people coming into the workforce is they're looking for a place where they feel part of, a belonging to. Um, you know, we look at the statistics, we know it's getting a little darker out there, but we have the ability, the opportunity to shed the light of Christ in our workplace. And by having the, the business owner and, and the employees um, having the heart of Christ and loving on these folks coming in um, and feeling part of something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we feel as though and I've watched the growth of this corporate assistance program. Um, I have to tell you, within the last eight years, uh, I can't give you the, the, the metrics on the growth. But what I can tell you is in 2020, Helping Hands was just Helping Hands Ministry alone was distributing over a million dollars a week to employees with an average check being fifteen hundred dollars. There was a lot of hurt and a lot of need out there. Wow. And I think we really were a solution provider. And again, Graham, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share the ministry with your your folks. Um, who I know are probably thinking, wow, I can't wait to see that two minute and seven second animation. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, and you know, I'm sure you have some stories. I'd love you to tell uh, one or two, whatever God lays on your heart. But here's a story that I think you might know of and you might not. But one of our um, board members, uh, we'll just make them anonymous for the moment for the purposes of the broadcast, a board member uh, had a, has a daughter and a married daughter who had a baby that uh, was not born healthy and the baby needed constant care, still needs constant care. Helping hands stepped in by people giving and really the giving was able to sustain the family, right? Now this is not a poor family. This is a family that makes normal income, but when you have tens of thousands of dollars of bills and you're relatively newly married, there's no way you could sustain uh, the care 
that's necessary for a child that is not healthy. And so helping hands is how they made it. Yeah. So um, how, how about a story that you might have to share? Well, you know what? I'm going to share a story that's really close to my heart, as close to my heart in my situation as yours. And it was actually the founder of Helping Hands Ministries, the founder of the National Christian Foundation. Love to tell that story. Terry Parker a, a, was not a poor man, but his single daughter with three children. She, as he would say, she's as poor as a country mouse. She lives up in the mountains of Northeast Georgia. She was actually one of the original founders or, or executive directors of Helping Hands the year they, they received $400,000. Well, she had a daughter named Katie. Little Katie was nine years old. She was my son Connor's best friend. They were kind of crib mates together. They played together because my wife Cheryl was involved in, with Helping Hands Ministries three years prior to my introduction to Helping Hands Ministries. So it's kind of uh, in the family for the last 27 years. Anyway, Katie was diagnosed with um, brain cancer at the age of nine. And it's that brain cancer that if you don't receive or if you're not afflicted by it by age nine, 10, you'll never have it. It's inoperable, it's right in the stem. And um, I tell the story or we tell the story that I made sure that Wendy always had insurance. And we also tell the story that you, potentially, you know, you can sign anyone's name on any document as long as they're aware of it legally. And so Terry tells the story that Brian signed my daughter's name on, on the insurance forms to make sure there was insurance. But even though she had insurance, we had hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills for Katie. And unbeknownst to Terry, I had started a fund at Helping Hands Ministries and basically said, Terry, we're going to remove you from the board for the next year. And Terry said, why? And I said, because we can't have any private enormous private benefit to the family of any of our board members. So with all due respect, sir, would you please? And he said, did you create a fund for Wendy? I said, I certainly did. And I said, Terry, I hope to have as many best friends as you have. Um, we raised quite a bit of money to make sure that the Seaman family did not have any medical bills. And so Terry likes to tell people that he's been the recipient of Helping Hands Ministries. And, and that's not why he formed Helping Hands. Wow. Wow. So that was a tough one. Yeah, well, uh, when you give or create, uh, it doesn't mean that the creation that you made is not available to you. So uh, way to go. So some have said you're the GoFundMe of the charitable world. Uh, you have had that tagline, a greater way to give. I don't know about those taglines, where they came from, but I like to say that you're, you're, it really is real people helping real people to make it through tough times. And it's, uh, it's very uh, ooh, refreshing and enlightening to hear what God uh, is doing. So uh, what final advice would you have for someone who's a business leader? They're saying, 
okay, I'm in, what do I do? Well, I would highly recommend that you visit um, www.hhm, as in Mary, I as in Ida, and as in Nancy.org. That's www.hhmin.org. And I would look at the two minute and seven second corporate assistance program animation. Um, I feel really confident that upon looking at that 95%, preferably 100% of the folks reviewing that was, I want that, I need that, I've got to have that. Um, we like to say it's a, we can have it set up for you within 72 hours if, if you have an idea of what you really want to do. Um, and there's not a lot of administrative burden or work on your end. We take that on. And I would be remiss not to mention there is an 8% ministry grant attached to the gifts that are made from, from this fund, which we like to say 92 cents in every dollar will go directly to the need. And uh, we're, we actually are very, we don't like to be prideful of, or proud of anything, but we are proud that we're able to run our ministries on less than 8% of any dollar. Um, that we're very proud of. Um, but I, I would just recommend that they visit the website um, or give me a call at 706-499-8183. That's 706-499-8183. I'd love to come alongside, assist you in serving your employees. Okay, well, we're going to pray your phone uh, uh, rings off the hook and your website uh, does the same thing. Uh, uh, speaking of websites, hhmin.org. That's hhm like Mary, I like India, and like never.org. And for those of you listening today who have said, I'm not sure what Convene is, we're a network of thousands of business leaders who are helping each other to build incredible businesses doing excellent work for the kingdom of God based on a biblical platform. And you can find out more about us at convenenow.com. Convene, like get together, convenenow.com. So um, I'm really, really glad, Brian, that we got a chance to talk about this because I think somebody somewhere who wasn't going to be helped will be helped because of our conversation today. So thanks for coming on the broadcast. Well, thank you for having me, and I can't wait to report back to you the results of your podcast and the number of folks that have been helped. That'll Look be great. To that. Thank, thank you. you.